What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brian Janu. Um, and let's also shout out to my family, UrbanBoulevard.us. 30% off your purchase. Use the code Brandon.30. That's 30% off your purchase. If you cool, if you use the code Brandon.30 for 30% off. Hey, man. Use it. School's around the corner. School's already in session. If you're a teacher, a staff, student, whatever, go to Urban Boulevard. Get yourself some clothes, man. Some apparel, some some accessories, whatever the hell you want to see. Whatever you, well you want to get, man. I hope you guys enjoy that. And, uh... And uh, let's get in to it. <clears throat> Woo! Um, so this is um gonna be uh, my last episode for at least maybe a week or so. It, it, you know, it's gonna be a, yeah, it's gonna probably be my last episode for like. A, at least a week or so. Uh, I don't want to take too much time off, but uh, you know, it's not it's not depression. It's not depression. It's not anxiety. I'm not having none of those because I'll be still doing podcasts with that. It's just um starting to get tired. Uh, you know, and I kind of just need a break, need a rest. Um, you know, getting worn out a little bit. Uh, um, get back to living life a little bit. Uh, I usually don't do this in the middle of a of a season, especially when we get closer to the end. Um, but I think it, I think the break would kind of re-energize me, and hopefully, I really won't be gone probably that long. Uh, you know, but the, this this episode is like the last episode from for, for next week, I should say, for next week. Um, and I'm pretty much be you know pretty much done for next week. So I was like, mm, I ain't really got nothing to do. Might as well chill until. You know, I got to record, so I probably won't record nothing until maybe sometime next week. Don't know when, but hopefully I will be able to record again next week. But for right now, I just want to chill. Um, so the rest of this week and going into next week, so what today is Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be just chilling. Uh, I'll probably get back on it by Monday or something. I know I got to do a uh, dog therapy session with my brother RC eventually. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna be gone too much. I'm I'm, I'm doing uh, my sports show Thursday with my brother Juan, and we got that coming soon with our NFL picks. So yeah, be ready because it's coming. Uh, and that's another thing. I kind of want to re-energize my body for that coming soon. Um, but I don't want to talk about just all that. You know, I don't want to get into all that today. Our episode. I want to just I want to talk about something, and I want to get into it. Um, so, um, I've been thinking, you know, a lot, and if you've heard any of my episodes, like the beginning episodes or even more recent, uh, you know, this season I called it Deep Dive Season, and I talked about why I wanted to call it that. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten into this season, there's been me trying to pull back layers of why I, I, I am where I am as a person, as a man, and just as a podcaster, I guess. Well, that all has a level, 
made me into a podcaster. I should say. One thing I haven't really talked about a lot. I've talked about it, but uh, I never really got into it uh, too much. Uh, I've I've said I don't really have friends, you know, that much. I don't, you know, I have friends. I don't really go out with people like that. I don't call nobody when I'm going through shit. Um, I don't open up uh, other than probably to always say <laughs> uh, uh, my family. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really open up to a lot of people. <laughs> um, and I went to therapy today. And my therapist kept, um, she wants me to deal with a conflict. And in my life that she thinks I should go head on with and deal with it. And it kind of made me think a little bit about why particularly I can't, um, one, deal with the conflict head on, and two, why I think I uh, I might be, um, I might be a hypocrite. I might be a hypocrite. Um, it goes into me as a child and not having friends. Um, when I was young, if you know anything, if you listen to any of my episodes, you know, especially at the beginning, I thought about having a heart condition, and I always would talk about it because that's a part of my me, regardless. No matter how old I get, I will always have a heart condition. I got scars on my chest. I got scars on my wrists from, from it. Um, I will always have a heart condition. That's my life. I was born with it, and I'm probably I'm going to die with it. Hopefully, it doesn't kill me, but I will, you know. And, yeah, I remember, you know, growing up and being in the hospital a lot. Um, So, once I got out of the hospital, it was kind of hard for me. It wasn't, okay, let me take that back, because it wasn't. It wasn't hard for me to make friends, but I was always a lone wolf, let's say it like that. I made it hard for me to make friends. I wasn't likable. I was an asshole as a kid. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I, was a, I was a bit of an asshole. Uh, I wish I, I, I could say I got better at it, but instead of me being an asshole to just normal people, I'm an asshole to my own family. So, no, I don't think I got better at it. I'll be honest with you guys. Oh yeah, I got better at it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so it goes into me being a kid, you know what I'm saying? And being that, uh, I would have some friends here and there. It depends on you know the grades and you know who I was around. I had some friends, but not you know not a lot. Um, and I remember, um, being a child, being a kid, man, in most of my, my, my childhood, 
I was alone with. I was by myself. I felt I, I created my own isolation, even when I was young. And one of those things I did to have something, or have someone at least, to talk to about what I was going through and how I was feeling. Um, is an imaginary friend. Um, imaginary friends, I should say. Um, it's kind of why I'm so creative, because I had to imagine some friends for myself. And my brother and them probably outside. It'd be too damn hot for me to be outside because I catch headaches real fast. And I'd be in my room playing Nintendo 64. Uh, yeah, Nintendo 64. Yeah, Mario Karts all day. Um, <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, even in the hospital, I would have, you know, I talked to the doctors, and the doctors are my friends because that's all I knew. I always had a bond with older people. I don't know why, because the doctors always just took care of me. It was just the nurses and the doctors. It was always, I ran the hospital when I was a kid. Let me just get that out the way. I ran my childhood hospital. I, I You think I'm joking. You think I'm playing. Like, I ran that bitch. Like, I fucking ran that motherfucker. Like, I could go. I, like, it was times where I sit in the room. And I'm like, man, what's taking them so long? And my mom like, I don't know. They probably just looking at your x-rays or something. And I get up. And walk to the x-ray room. Walk to where they had the screen for the x-rays and looking at me and shit. And I walk up and, and they're like, hey, man, we're looking at your, your chest and everything. It's, it's the funny. It, you've never seen an x-ray yourself. Like, they'll bring it to you, but you've never seen an x-ray with, like, the fucking. Oh, man, it's so crazy. It's weird. But, I, man, them doctors love my ass. I don't know why, but I was I was their guy. Because um, I think I've just been through so much, and I think they understood that. But. Getting back to it. Um, but, yeah, I was always just in the house. And to keep myself from going crazy, I would talk to myself. And I still do. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And I think that's why a lot of people thought, uh, that's why when I first was like getting diagnosed with a lot of things, um, one thing that they kept asking me if I, uh, talk to myself, if I see people, if I see ghosts, if I see things, um, they gave me, uh, schizophrenia when I first was diagnosed with mental health. It was schizophrenia. Um, and I never wanted to be labeled that because those drugs are crazily bad. Oh my God, it's bad. But, um, uh, so I would lie. And say no, I don't talk to myself. I don't. Nah, I'm good. But I do. I don't see ghosts or shit like that. But but I do kind of dreams. But other than that, you know, I remember just you know that was just my childhood, and it kind of got to me to the point where I realized that me talking to myself isn't because I'm crazy. It's because that's my comfort zone. That's my protection. And that's the only time I feel safe in my own life because I had to build that world for myself. I had to find a way to deal with 
me and what I was going through. To live when you don't know if you're going to live is a different type of energy. And it puts a different type of spin on what you deem reality. And because your reality is fighting for your life. You don't know nothing else. So when I came home and I wasn't fighting anymore for my life, that came with me. I think I've said this numerous times, like the first time I ever went home, and like physically was home, Orleans Avenue, I still remember this. My mom bought us at the church's chicken that night. It's like the night I came home from the hospital. And I had been, this, this is, it had to be like, I think we had just came back from Minnesota. And they still had to put me in the hospital just in case, just to check on me. And I remember going home. And I remember, I remember, uh, I remember, um, church's chicken that night. And I remember sitting by myself. And I remember I started crying. And my brother and my sister walking up to me and they like, You all right? You good? Like, you know who we are? Like, you know who we are, right? Like your brother and sister, like, you know who we are, right? And I'm fucking bawling. Like I'm crying. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. You got to realize, like, most of my childhood, most of that time span of my life, I went, like, physically when I could remember everything, it was, like, when I was five. So most of my, my childhood was in the hospital. I didn't know my brother and sister like that. When do, when do kids really start to, like, know the surroundings? Well, my surroundings is a hospital. A hospital bed. I knew the doctors. I knew the nurses. I knew, I didn't, I didn't know them like that. And I remember crying that night. I remember crying hard. And my mom came. She said, you okay? And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> shut my head up. Mm-mm. And I didn't talk. I didn't talk at all. Like, I was quiet. They thought I was a mute. They really thought I was a mute. They thought I didn't, I didn't talk. Because I was just quiet. I didn't say nothing. Still to this day, I got family members that really think I'm a fucking mute. <laughs> and they've never heard me talk. Like, I remember going home one time and, and talking. And somebody looked, what the? You talk? What the fuck? Like, you talk? Like, you... <laughs> like, I wanted to say, uh, yeah, bitch, I talk. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to say that. Like, yeah, bitch, I talk. I don't know if you know that. But, um, yeah. It all stems from that. It stems from... I built my own safety. My own shield of protection. By having my own 
reality, in a sense. I don't know when I put it all together. And, and to be honest, I'm more, I'm going to be real, like I'm more to myself now than I've ever been. Because now I have certain relationships and I'm cool and I could talk to certain people. But the way I move, the way I think, the way I, I feel, even today in therapy, like it was certain, I usually talk always to my therapist, but this is this particular thing I can't, I can't talk about because there's something about this particular situation in my life that I don't know the answer to because I realize because that became that's a safety for me. It's a protection for me. Just like me creating imaginary friends, that's a safety for me. I don't know what happens once I leave safety. I've been protected for so long. And this is kind of what this podcast has always been about. This is what the season's kind of been about, in a sense. Is that, can I actually figure out why I'm protected? In three years, I've always had this feeling like, I'm protected and I'm tired of it and I want to, but I put myself in that position to be protected and be safe. Because I'd rather the friend I know than the situations I don't. I'd rather have, you know, a conversation with myself because I know how to answer myself. People always say I got good perspectives because I talk to myself. I've already went through all the scenarios in my head. <laughs> Every scenario, I've talked it out with myself. I've literally talked it out with myself. What if this happens today? Yeah, yeah, well, that, that could happen. Then what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What the fuck are you gonna do? That's the thing. And it's, it's, you don't know Until you've been in it. I've had moments. I've had people call me crazy. Because I talk to myself. Yeah, I'm full blown conversations with myself. You crazy as shit. It's so I don't kill you. I'm being really honest with you. I'm, that's for me. That's for your protection. I'm serious as shit. Like, it's that, that is the most serious I could get. I told myself so I don't kill you. That is as serious as I get. So let me talk to myself because if it was up to me a long time ago, I would have burned a couple houses down and left people in the house and not even talk, not even give a fuck, walk the fuck off like nothing happened. I don't give a fuck no more. <laughs> so for me not to kill y'all, like let me talk to myself and get that shit out of my head. Because it's been close. Let me, let me, let me tell you, it's been close. I done lost a couple of shows where you you turn the cast off real quick and light some shit up. 
So, yeah. And if that makes me crazy, then yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> That's the thing. Protection. Safety. We all look for it. I created it when I was a kid. And I'm still in it. But it's not because... But here's the thing. I'm going to always talk to myself. Because that's my comfort zone. That's my protection. The other situation, I need to get out of it. I have no choice but to get out of it. Because if I do get out of it, does that kill the voices in my head? I'm not Randy Arden, but I do have voices in my head. And that's the thing. I would say this. Through all my times, through, through life, 28 years, there's never been a time where I've never been afraid. There's never been a time where I never felt like nobody under like nobody understood me. It's never been a time where I didn't question why am I here? Twenty eight years. I found a way to protect myself. And it's pushing people away. It's not because I'm an asshole. It's to keep what I fear and what I understand to be who I am away from me. Because you let one in and it doesn't go as planned or it goes left, what happens? You get worse. You're overthinking. Over goes. It goes into another atmosphere. I don't... I don't take what happened to me. Yes, I do. Oh, but I say I don't take what, I, what happened to me for granted, but I do, and I take it for granted. And I don't think anybody should ever tell me I shouldn't, because with all of my special gifts that I have in life, you know, understanding and not judging a book by its cover and giving people a chance and having a big heart and trying to I regret the fact that I don't I, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of positive memories in my life. Most of my positive memories have come with literally the next 
couple of days of feeling the worst sorrow I've ever felt. It's 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 not a good case when you have to second guess everything you do in life because you're because it's not in your protection anymore. This podcast is a risk every day. I get on it and I talk because I don't know if you're listening. And I don't know if you care to listen. I, I, I talked to myself when I was a kid. And I've talked to myself since then. The protection that I built with that is hard to get out of. But... The protection I built in my real life is something that I need to escape because no matter how protected I am, it's not healthy for me in the long haul. So some people could say that talking to myself isn't healthy and it's going to, and that's not healthy, but to me, that's the best thing for me is to always have that mindset of it could be worse we all have voices that talk to us to keep us from killing a motherfucker let's be real my voice is more prominent and it isn't so much a negative voice anymore it's more so I'm proud that you figured it out. Now, let's figure it out some more. To me, that's more positive than anything I've ever done. Or anything I've ever seen or anybody has ever given me. Because it's me encouraging me to keep pushing. Even when I know I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking exhausted. That I don't get it. And I don't, I'm tired of trying to figure that shit out and trying to get it. Because sometimes it's your own self that kills your dreams. My voice has been in me for years since I was fighting for my life. It's more positive than negative. Hopefully, it stays that way. This has been a Burns New Show. Peace.